0: Live on the Win Daily Show, I'm Jason, this is Adam, and we're here to break down Wednesday's slate, MLB, DFS, and sports betting. A little wonky slate, we got some early games, we got some late games. We're going to focus heavily on the late slate, the main slate for DraftKings and FanDuel. And Adam, looking at this slate, I don't know if there's a clear-cut ace on the slate, but you produced one of the best pitching articles in the industry do it every single day you're a beast you've been hitting k props in these articles you've been picking out most of aces so who do you got lined up on wednesday
1: i think it's going to be lucas giolito um i'm interested to see what the field does with nestor cortez coming off of an average start you know toronto blue jays are certainly not an easy team to face and with Giolito, it's kind of been hard to get a handle on him so far because he leaves his very first start of the season uh, with an injury. He comes back, he K's nine guys and under 80 pitches. His next start, he can he goes up to 99, gets seven K's, gives up three earned runs, you know, gets touched up a little bit. There's some stuff in his in, in his profile that like you can tell he only has three starts and only fourteen and a third inning so far. Because some of it doesn't make sense, but the bottom line here is he's still striking hitters out at just a ridiculous rate, and honestly, yeah. that's what we face the most.
0: Yeah, I think Giolito's in a good spot. Vegas does not have a current lineup as far as the over/under goes, so I'm a little bit worried. You got to check the weather and specifically check yeah. the wind because that's what Vegas is worried about. So. When you wake up, mid-afternoon, late afternoon, see what the wind is, see what the over-under is. If there is a high over-under, it doesn't mean you can't pitch Giolito, but maybe temper some expectations and possibly pivot. Dude, I missed out on Cortez, I'll be honest, man. I didn't pitch him anytime when he's blowing teams up for 10, 11 Ks and having these miracle runs. And then I started him last week, and I had a great lineup with Cortez. Still cash, but... I need that like true Cortez game to really rock out. So I think people are going to fade him here. Coming off somewhat of a down start. Then he gets to face the Blue Jays. Still there's some K upside here. But, you know, there's better spots. I'm not going there. One guy I'm going to mention for the late slate, though, is our guy Dylan Bundy. He's going against Baltimore. You can attack Baltimore with starting pitching. Look, Bundy hasn't been great. He hasn't been terrible. 19 Ks. 2.95 2.95 ERA in about 21 innings here, so he's striking out K per inning. He's got upside: 23 on, you know, against Boston, 20 against the White Sox, 10 versus Tampa Bay, 18 versus Seattle. I would have to say Baltimore is the worst lineup out of all those fours. And Baltimore move, you know, they move their uh, fences back in left field. Yeah. The fence is heavier now, so it's not the park we're used to. So I kind of like Dylan Bundy as a value play. What do you think, SP2, 8,300 on DraftKings?
1: I do like Bundy as well. Um, And I think really the key is not only the Camden stuff that you talked about, not only does Baltimore strike out uh, at a top 10 rate against um, righty pitching, but with Bundy, he needs righty hitters in the lineup. And I say that because his K rate to the right side is 29.3%. And that's almost solely because of his slider. He's thrown 67 sliders so far this season. 66 have been against righty hitting. And that pitch is generating most of his swings and misses with a whiff rate over 42%. So the Orioles lineup is projected to have two to three lefties in it. As long as that holds true and it's not, you know, kind of lefty heavy or four, you know, uh, lefties. And that's kind of why we, you know, I was a little bit hesitant against the Rays. That's a big part of it because the Rays can be very lefty heavy. They can play those matchups pretty well. With Baltimore, if, if he gets you know six, seven righty hitters, I think it's all systems go for 8,300.
0: Yeah, I love him there. Minus 145 favorite, over-under, 7.5. One of the lowest over-unders on the slate. One of the bigger favorites. Not a massive favorite, but good enough at the price tag. Last guy I'll mention when it comes to SP2. He used to be an SP1. Our Fred, Freddy Peralta here. ERA does not look good because he has got blown up in his first couple of starts, but he's still striking people out. 6-4, six, 6-7. Six, at home against Cincinnati, he's got some clunkers, but he's been good the last two games, but he's faced Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Are you worried at all about Cincinnati at home, or can we fire up some Freddie Peralta 8,900 on DraftKings?
1: I very much lean towards firing up Freddie Peralta. Um, you know, like Brandon Woodruff last night, I had some concerns. He walked out, he struck out 10-plus hitters. I mean, the Cincinnati offense just isn't good. Um, seeing Peralta kind of settle in here a little bit, yeah, the ERA is five. His exits under four. I think it's starting to come together for him after that truncated um, spring training. It seems like he's got this first couple starts out of his system. And, yeah, I mean, we listen, we chase strikeouts. He shouldn't be below 9K. His upside's way higher than that.
0: Yeah, and now let's slide to the other side. The gas can of the slate should be kind of easy here with Patrick Corbin going into the <laughs> yes, course sir. field. It should be the way to go. I'm not going to talk about all the crazy stats that you're going to fire up for us, but look, he's in Colorado. I like Gomber. Gomber is you know, not a guy that I'm going to really target heavily. I think he's actually a pretty good pitcher. Washington doesn't scare me, but on the backside, Corbin sucks. He's old. None of, his, none of his stuff is, you know, explosive, no Ks here. But, Adam, tell us why we're going to be attacking Patrick Corbin.
1: Yeah, I mean, the ERA is over eight. He's probably pitched a little bit better than that, but I'm kind of stressing the words a little bit here. And in Coors Field, even without um, Chris Bryant, the Rockies are still going to have one, two, three, four, five. They could have up to six hitters with a Woba over 400 so far this season and it's in a 20 at-bat sample size or higher. I mean, this lineup is pretty much set up to just smash lefty pitching in cores. And I'm with you. Like, if people go after Gomber, I'm not saying it's a full-on mistake, but I like Gomber at 6,700. If you're really trying to squeeze in those higher-priced bats, that's your sp 2 on DK.
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. I'm going to throw in a second gas can because I think Aaron Judge – it's probably gonna take him deep once, possibly yeah. twice. Kikuchi's been rough to say the least. He's letting up home runs in almost every single game here. Um, home run in three of the last four games. And he had a struggle in his first outing against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Look, the the Yankees are hot, man, and they got a <laughs> lot of power righties. He he's just getting roughed up, man. Like the Yankees are gonna be probably one of the best stacks in the slate because you get a, a pitcher who's struggling and then a really good lineup. Look, you have LeMay Stanton, judge Donaldson, Torres, Hicks, all those righties He's going to get to Kikuchi, man. It's like even, you know, the catcher or whoever kind of Filaro, whoever they throw at him, only Rizzo is going to be like the only lefty in that lineup. And Rizzo has been on fire too. And Kikuchi is just getting tagged here. So I think they're my favorite stack on the slate, and Kikuchi is really close to Corbin as far as your gas can of the slate. But talking about some stacks that aren't going to be as popular as, you know, the Rockies in Coors Field and the Yankees against Kikuchi.
1: I think one of them that sticks out is Milwaukee. Um, you know, their offense has been really hit or miss so far. But Gutierrez for the Reds it's just not going real well the whip's almost two the is over seven seven uh, runs here um I think I don't even think you have to necessarily be picky righties lefties Colton Wong Willie Adamas McCon Renfro Kind of wherever you want to go in this lineup would be fine by me um I, I mean the goal here for me is probably three Yankees three Rockies and, and maybe mix in two Brewers you know, can I accomplish that with the pitching that I want? You know, maybe we'll see what, what kind of lineups get thrown out there. But that would be the kind of the ideal goal sitting here right now. Yeah,
0: look, if you go Bundy, just for some lineup mocks, if you go Bundy and Giolito, let's say Giolito is not facing, you know, heavy wind in Chicago, that's $4,000 you have as your average remaining player on DraftKings Look, we look at our projection models. We look at our lineup optimizer, Wind daily, We check out your articles. That's a nice little, you know, cash, you know, squad as far as your SB1, SB2 up on DraftKings. Now, if you're looking at stacks and we just say I just filter out the Yankees and I filter out, you know, Colorado here and see what bats we want to target. Like I said, you got to catch your position where, you know, you can maybe go heat. He, I'm not even going to try to say his last name, man. You can try to pronounce it. But, but uh, you got the Yankees catcher, Kyle. So let's call him Kyle for the show. I don't want to butcher his last name. You know, Crona Rizzo are expensive. LeMahieu and Torres are affordable. So you can go Torres at 3600 at second base. You can go Lemayhu or Donaldson at third base at 4600 And let's see how... Yeah, Judge is expensive, $5,900, but I think he's almost like a must-play. Um, not a lock by any means, but you can go Judge, Stanton, and Hicks. If you do do that and you go a Torres, LeMay, Judge, Stanton, Hicks stack with Dylan Bundy and Gialito, you got average remaining of 3300 for your catcher, first base, and shortstop. You can definitely find a $2,000 catcher. And you can definitely slide in, you know, maybe one course bat or maybe two course bat if you, you know, move around some pieces, you know, at first base or or shortstop, because pretty sure Iglesias is only, he's only 4,300. Yeah. So yeah, you can do it. You're not going to be able to get two Colorado bats with that heavy, heavy, you know, uh, stack of of the Yankees here, but you can probably get, if you want to come down off Giolito, you can definitely get the full stack. There's some pitches that we mentioned here. But speak about some other fantasy value on the slate that you like right now.
1: Well, yeah, we don't really have to go far from what we're talking about because I'm I'm hoping that he gets in this lineup is Tim LaCastro from the Yankees. Joey Gallo has sat for three straight games now. I mean, you talk about Kikuchi getting rocked. It's a 441 low, to the righties. It's a 24% walk rate. It's an 8.12 fifth. Like, if LeCastro gets on base, he can steal a base. I'm not looking for him to necessarily hit a home run because the odds of that are probably pretty low. But with Kikuchi walking almost 25% of the righties he's facing, all I need for LeCastro is just to get on base, man. Get get on base, steal me a bag, score a run. That's almost 10 right there. If you get that from 2100, you're perfectly happy. And it's almost a home run as it is.
0: Look at this, man. There is there is a way if you play LeCastro – you can get in a Iglesias and Elias Diaz, who's not a cheap catcher. is 4,700. Then you only need a 2,400 uh, first baseman to slide in there. And you can go ahead and have your 5-2-1 stack um, with Kyle Rockies and Yankees. So there's ways to get there. Now, Adam, I know you know not all your props out as of yet. And you've been killing props on strikeout props. What are you looking to target um, on Wednesday slate as far as pitching or possible games that you like to bet on uh, for Wednesday slate? Early, late, anything out there?
1: Uh, So, the K props that I'll be looking at, I'm hoping to get Giolito. I'd hope for 6.5, it'll probably be 7.5. You know, we need to see what kind of odds they're giving us, what lineup gets rolled out. And then Freddie Peralta should be about 6.5. probably about minus one ten, maybe one minus one fifteen, I'll take that. And then Dylan Bundy should be around four point five, five point five, somewhere in that neighborhood. As long as the righties, you know, cooperate for Baltimore, those are probably the three on my list already to to check as soon as they come up.
0: And big shout out to you, man. But just make sure like next time, I, I don't want any special service, you know, but you put up <laughs> you put up you put it up in the MLB research tab in our expert chat on our Discord. Make sure you hop in there if you're not in there already. You put up a K prop on on Monday for Pablo Lopez at 5.5. You did it at 1040 in the morning. I guess I was busy. I was running around, whatever. I don't see it till like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. When I see it, I get like super excited. I'm like, this is a this is an effing mistake. Like there's no way it's five and a half. I thought you had a typo, but I run over like the degenerate. I'm try to go bet it. And it's at six and a half at like minus 130. You got to have five and a half at plus money. So I, I still didn't believe you at that point. Until you sent me the screenshot, I'm like, shit, it's all on me. I missed it. You texted it. So just do me a favor. Send me a DM tomorrow if you see any K props up. But uh, two bets I kind of like. I'm not on it 100%. but And it's not me loving the Mets, even though I do love the Mets. McGill's been really good. The yes. Mets have been good. They won two you know, on, on Tuesday in a doubleheader. Minus 135 against Ian Anderson. You know, I'm. You know, I want to see the lineup just in case the Mets rest some people after the doubleheader. But if that's a real Mets lineup that comes out um, on Wednesday morning, it's a 110 game. I will be betting the Mets at minus 135. Yeah. And I want to get your thoughts on the Cardinals. They've been. They came out hot. They slowed down a little bit. But Wainwright versus Chris Bubik, or however you pronounce this dude's name. Um, kind of like Rainwright at minus 140. What's your thoughts on the Cardinals?
1: Uh, minus 140, I'll, I'd be hitting that right now. Uh, okay. Bub- okay. Bubich is, is a lefty. Uh, the Cardinals lineup is, is kind of built more to face lefties. And Bubich has not been real good so far. Um, I know Wainwright's kind of struggled a little bit, especially for fantasy purposes, but that's not necessarily surprising because he's not the biggest strikeout guy. And his price kind of got out of control based on one start against the Pirates at the start of the season. Minus 140 seems pretty generous for that pitching matchup.
0: Yeah, and last one I'll throw out there. The streak has to end sometime. Yankees, Cortez versus Cucucci. We like Cortez. You know, not to really start him in this matchup, but we like him better than Cucucci. Yankees are winning pretty much every single day of the week. I think 9, 10, 11, whatever they're up to right now. Minus 130, they got the better pitcher, hotter bats, healthier lineup right now. I think that's also a play that we want to look at. We'll definitely put the play in our expert chat if we're going to go ahead and bet it. On top of that, you know, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. We're doing this for free to help everybody out. It really helps out when you hit the like and subscribe. Leave us a comment if you have any questions. Make sure you hop in our Discord channel. Adam, do everybody a favor, you know, Wednesday too. Make your pitching article for free so everybody can kind of check it out there. It's a tough slate. You know, people need some help. So make sure you check out Adam's article call the starting rotation every single day but tomorrow on wednesday it'll be totally free for everybody can read it so make sure you go check that out other than that adam any finishing touches uh go penguins maybe you got the stanley cup shirt on you got the penguins hat on
1: that's right you got
0: some. you got something to root for right now man with those pirates and i don't know what nba what what nba team do you follow out in pittsburgh
1: you know it's kind of tough because we don't really get many games um so i definitely bought league pass for part of the season my nuggets are done. Um, I don't really have, like, a team that I'm I'm kind of hitching the wagon to. I just want to see good games at this point. You know what I was thinking? Like, when
0: I was watching Luca kind of try to will his way <laughs> to win that game, is there a way that Luca and, and Joker can get on a team together? Like, there's all I mean, these teams that, like, they they force their hands. Can those two guys get on the team together? Because it would be kind of ridiculous. Because I feel, like, feel bad for both of them because they're both
1: by themselves. What are we going to do to get these guys on the same team for a couple of years? I mean, Jokic would probably have to ask his way out of Denver, which at this point is kind of tough to see. Um, I mean, Jokic doesn't complain ever. Like even – these know, guys like,
0: complain, yeah. They, like, like, they, just,
1: they just do their thing, man. Like, you know, Jokic was like, hey, I respect everybody. Thanks for the awesome season. I'm going to go to Siberia and ride horses until <laughs> like October and then I'll be back. <laughs> like he's just that kind of dude, which is really cool. Like that's part of the reason yeah. I like him. You know, he's very okay. drama-less, but past one of them kind of forcing that hand, and at least as a contractor set up now, it almost has to be Jokic to get to Dallas because Denver still has Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I mean, I guess you get something from Murray, you get off the contract there. Nobody's taking Michael Porter right now. So yeah. it would probably have to be Jokic to to Dallas, and I don't, I don't necessarily foresee that happening.
0: Yeah, wishful thinking, man. But uh, enjoy the NBA games. Hopefully the Penguins take it down. Um, and make a nice little run for the playoffs for you. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. Hit that like and subscribe button. you have any questions, hit us up in our expert chat. And we'll be hopefully cashing in on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Thursday this week. Got some big slates coming up. So good luck to everybody. Talk to you guys soon.